So, so the rumors are true. I am switching to Huffy. Oh, <laughs> dude, right. have you seen the clearance on those Huffies, man? <laughs> What up, party people? We've got another banger episode for y'all this week. We're talking about how the big three were just a complete embarrassment during the last round of the Cyclocross World Cups. We've got a bunch of discussion on various tire topics per usual, and Dylan spills the beans on his newest bike sponsor. Oh yeah, and did someone really just say that peeing or shamming is cool? Hit us up with any feedback or questions you have for the show at bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com, or you can swipe on over to the Bonk Bros Instagram page and give that follow button a smash. We've also got a Patreon page for anyone who feels so inclined to throw us a few bucks each month and get early access to the shows. All right, let's get this party started. It should hopefully be happening in the next month, I would say. All right, cool. Yeah, in the works, but not quite formalized yet. Nice. All right. Yep. Uh, dude, how about that big tease you put out there yesterday? Yeah, what was that? Why didn't you finally get your bike? You've been complaining about not having your bike for a month, and then you finally get it, and the picture you post is a scratched out, oh, guess you guys are going to well, have to wait even longer. Okay, obviously, when I post about my bike, it's not going to be some crappy picture that I took with my iPhone on a ride. It's going to be a professionally shot picture on on my main wow. feed to get high the quality, most engagement possible high quality or bust i guess <laughs> yeah Dang. dude it's a it's a brand new bike and it's an announcement with a sponsor i'm not gonna just like oh like i'm riding it for the first time let me fumble with my iphone and my clunky winter gloves and take a picture real quick and post that true you could have worn then why did you even post that picture like you should have just posted the picture of the waterfall <laughs> Gotta like, leave the bike out there. dude we brought it up last week so that we could build the hype. <laughs> okay, so I think I think we're we're recording the podcast before I've made the announcement, but I think by the po- time this podcast comes out, I will have announced the bike already. So if you and guys are you, you sure, guys want to talk about is that just a feeling you have? I I'm I'm sure because I got professional pictures taken of it yesterday and as soon as the photographer sends me them, I'm posting about the bike. So this podcast Adam's, isn't coming out for like five days, so I'm, a sh- I'm sure I will post more about it before then. Adam's never had more motivation to edit this podcast today, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, all the pat- all the patrons are probably going to know before uh, the rest of the people. That's good. They pay for that knowledge. That's knowledge yeah, that they're paying true. for. <clears throat> if they if they want, they can pay me, and I'll tell them what Dylan's sponsors are. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dylan, you want to so know about Dylan? Which, <laughs> which all right, so bicycle frame are you riding this year? <laughs> yeah. So, so the rumors are true. I am switching to Huffy. Oh, <laughs> dude, right. have you seen the clearance on those Huffies, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was um, good, Adam. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm on felt. And uh, I will say that I got exponentially more stoked when I received the frame and I I took my wheel, which had a Schwalbe Thunderbird 2.1 in it. The first thing I did, I was like, all right, let's see if this bad boy fits. It fits fine. Like there is plenty of there's plenty of room on both sides of the frame with a Schwalbe 2.1 Thunderbird. And I was like, oh, dude, this is amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so, I'm so stoked on the bike, like legitimately. Um, it, wait, so did you not know that it could clear whatever that is, like well, fifty twos so or something? They have a they have a claimed max tire clearance of fifty, and okay. a two point one is a fifty two, right? So it is over fifty, but. I'll, even though they claim a max tire clearance of 50, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like it's more than that. Like they should claim it a little bit higher because yeah, with, you heard with it first year, slap some sixties in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, is. with 2.1 Thunderbirds, there's, I, I don't know. Some people probably have different definitions of what a, what a lot of room on both sides is because I scrape the sides of my frame. Like you should see my old factor frames. They are scraped up on the insides for sure. But I, there's, there's plenty of room. Like I'm not rubbing frame at all with, with 2.1s. How many watts so, do you think you're losing when your tire is rubbing your frame? <laughs> I mean, definitely yeah. not nearly as many watts as if I was running forties. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, so usually like for, for me, comf- like if I'm going to feel comfortable with tire clearance, it's uh, like four mil on each side. Okay, I don't know if it. I don't think it's four mil, but it's probably two mil or three mil. Okay. <laughs> Why four mil? That seems excessive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you I mean, I like think a, if you hit a puddle with less than four mil, and your tires, yeah, gonna, you know, clog up. So most of the time, mud is not an issue on the East Coast. Like East Coast mud is not an issue. Of course, oh. it's I a gravel just, bike. I thought that was a general statement. I was like, what are you talking about? So I'm saying with with limited tire clearance, I'll ride in mud all the time, but it's East Coast mud, and it's really not an issue. But of course, this is a gravel yeah, bike. An, that's gonna it's be... not an issue when you don't care about scraping the inside of your frame. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, this is what I'm telling you. Every single gravel bike that I own right now, which is a bunch of factors and and two felts, uh, the felts are fine because I've only ridden them once. Um, one of them is not even built but the all the factor bikes from last the last two years the insides of the chainstays are just like the paint is completely scraped off probably digging into the carbon like i max out the tire clearance to the point that there is serious scrapage going on sick so the real question is can can it fit 2.2 conti race kings yeah i know that's that's what i need a that i need a what I need to do is is take those Thunderbirds off and put the Race Kings on and see if those bad boys will fit in there. Would you like? Would you would you run the Thunderbirds if the Race Kings don't fit? Uh, depends on the race, but yeah, because the Thunderbird is a little faster than the Race King. Mm. It's faster. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Don't do you not subscribe to BicycleRollingResistance.com? What, what? <laughs> I haven't shared your just... login yet. <laughs> I don't know. I I just never really liked Schwalbe tires all that much. Okay, but for what reason? Uh, they just wear <clears> out <throat> super fast. Who cares about how fast they wear <laughs> out, man? This I was talking I about performance. I knew that was coming, <laughs> dude. If coming. honestly, if if there was a tire that saved me like fifteen watts, but it wore out in one unbound, like it only lasted two hundred miles and then it disintegrated, but it was gonna get me through the race, and it cost. Three hundred dollars. I would buy it. Yeah, I know, but you can't. You're not going to train on that tire. No, the, you're not going to train on it. But and that's like unbound is the kind of race where you don't need to train on the tires that you're riding because it's just straight yeah. and flat and non technical. Right. Right. Dylan's right. priorities are very different from mine. 
Adams, and Tyler's. They should be the same as yours, Dizzle, because we have the same goal. But I have a family and way other, like all kinds of other things that I do besides just geek out about tires. I would not waste the time to swap out a tire just to see if it would fit into my frame. That's a waste of time. And my time well, is valuable. Well, to be fair, I haven't wasted the time doing that either. So <laughs> good. Don't do that. But I will eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, that might be the difference between, you know, 21st and 16th place. You yeah. Probably put some effort into it. Yeah. Or, yeah, he, I mean, it, the, 30 min, the 30 minutes that he stands around in his living room doing that while I'm training, that could be, that could be the difference between 21st and 16th. 30 minutes of yeah. training. Now you, now you just sound like Scott. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what I was, I was like. When I said that, I was going for, I'm filling in for Scott. Yeah. It sounds like see, you spent see, 30 I, minutes changing saddles last, based on your rise last week. Hey, that was a necessary change. <laughs> Much better now. <laughs> Why did I, I even feel like I take an approach so that's dumb. kind of a hybrid of Drew and Dylan. Because to me, it's like if you're going to spend the money and the energy and the time to go to a race, you might as well be on the best equipment or else it's not even worth your time to go there. But Mm. the hard thing is if you can't train on the equipment that you want to race on because your tire only lasts 400 miles, then it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a next best thing that's like good enough. I feel like they're okay. When I I go to a race... I've I've put like I've put like two thousand miles on a set of Pathfinders the, and they look brand new still. Yeah, that is true. The, <laughs> path, the Pathfinders the Pathfinders <laughs> will last you forever. I talked to Ian Boswell, who is sponsored by Specialized, probably can get all the Pathfinders he wants, and he said he did the entire gravel season in twenty twenty one on one pair of Pathfinders. I believe yes. it, dude, for sure. Yeah. You guys yeah. make it sound like I don't care at all about like uh, like whatever I don't care like my bike my bike my bike's falling apart but oh well like no I have a I think my standard is probably lower than Dylan's in fact it is lower than Dylan's I'll say that but it's still pretty high like my standard of what my equipment has to be is I think higher than the average like I I wax my chains I started waxing my chains a couple weeks ago that's pretty like high level that's a high you know. That's, that's yeah, see, I still haven't gotten them. on the on the chain wax uh, game yet. But and soon, soon, me, soon I will be. Soon I will be. Yeah. I mean, some people who don't even shot. care about performance wax their chains just so that I don't know it lasts longer. Yeah, that's, yeah, dude. Actually, that is the more of the reason why I do it is so that it lasts longer. <laughs> when your when your power meter is built into your chain ring, you want that chain ring to last as long as possible, and that's what that's what put me over the line for waxing my chain. But see, the the savings that you can get from waxing your chain, you can now put into buying more tires that are faster (gasps) and better. Ooh. Whoa. Tyler. train an extra hour a week instead of waxing your chain for an hour. That seems like like too much. Is that like tire math? (laughs) That's tire math. Yeah, dude, tire math. Hey, speaking of speaking of wide tires, do any of you watch uh, NorCal Cycling YouTube channel? Mm, not like nope. regularly no all right this is this is somewhat related to the conversation we were having at the end of the pod last week about uh, you all why, have you you have us all on contract to only watch your channel uh, that, that, so we, that so is we, true we only watch your videos <laughs> um, it was part of my mission coach co onboarding <laughs> yeah, was i can only watch these up, two YouTube that channels. was you're an exclusive dylan johnson viewer that's it <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I I recommend that people actually watch uh, NorCal NorCal Cycling's channel in general is good, but his his recent video was interesting because I just last week I was talking about wider tires for crit racing specifically because of cornering traction. Oh, dude, yeah, and and I I already know that there were some road racers listening who were freaking out. I got when a call I said, from I got a call from Curtis Tolson this week telling yeah. me that he <laughs> I know still doesn't think that wider. Oh, I know. Better. I know. So, okay. So in this video, they tested, uh, they tested 28s, which is basically the standard. Now they tested 32s, which is what guys are running for Roubaix. Um, guys and girls are running for Roubaix. And then they tested 34s, which is like, I don't know, the biggest that they could even fit in their road frame. Um, and lo and behold, 28s were the slowest. 32s were the fastest, and 34s were only a slightly slower than Wait, what, what was this test protocol, though? How did they, yeah, how, how did they, they test them? them? They, were, they were riding at a fixed wattage on a road course. Like, they had a paved course that they were riding at a fixed wattage at to test these tires. Were there a lot of... So, yeah, obviously... They, they need to start just taking e-bikes, full throttle... <laughs> Testing and the way, way they should do it, instead of just doing a fixed watch, just make it a race. One guy races on 28s, one guy races on 30s, and the winner is the winner. See, this is uh. this is this is the different. This is the difference in how Drew and I think. Like I'm scientifically minded. I want to control the variable variables. Nah. Drew's just like throw the, the winner. variables away. <laughs> yeah. So, so put Justin right, Williams so, so on those 34s course. so that he can just smoke everybody else. And fixed then road course, point, point 34s yeah. are the fastest, you said, or 32? So uh, obviously it's not the most scientific protocol. Like wind could have been a factor, et cetera, et cetera. All these things could have been a factor, right? But but what I'm what I'm getting at is the 32s were pretty significantly more faster than the 28s. And people people claim that 28 is the fastest size for road right now. And most modern wide aero rims are optimized for a 28. So we're talking about the 32 aerodynamically wasn't even optimal for the rim that they were using. And 34 certainly wasn't. And it still came out faster. Like the 34 was faster than the Were they all the same tire? Like the same casing yeah, and yeah, all that stuff? Yeah, same tire. Yeah. Ca- uh, same casing. Were there a lot of turns? Like what was it just a straight course? I'm curious about that. Like what? I, You'd have to go watch the video. They talk about the course. I think there were some corners and some climbs and some descents. I don't, I don't know. It was a How mixed talented dip. were these riders, though? <laughs> well, one of them is Will Harden, who used to who used to ride. Wait, they for used different bus. riders. <laughs> they used two riders. So, but they well, both rode at a fixed wattage, and they compared they eat, both riders. All the tires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And one one did it at like 230 watts, and the other did it at 300 watts. So they were also testing different speeds. Wow, that guy at 300 was very talented. Yeah, dude, that was Will Harden. <laughs> Super talented. <laughs> that so, guy used to ride for Echelon, or maybe he still does. I honestly don't know. He rides for an NCL team now. NCL. Okay. National, right. The National Crit League. <laughs> Drew, your um, mic is still kind of quiet. Can you pull that thing a little closer or something? Is that better? Do you have it yeah. facing the wrong way again? It's facing the right way. I just didn't want it to be right in front of my face. You guys want me to talk like this the rest of the time? I mean, this way is better, a, dude. This is a podcast. No one can see your face anyway. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, what was I going to say? I, I don't know, man. Will Harden oh, and NCL. Curtis. Yeah, the reason that Curtis called me this week to tell me about the tire thing is that he, something about all the turns and the braking speed going into the turns and coming out of the turns and having a 
a narrower tire when you're accelerating and mm-hmm. deaccelerating is like because in a crit you're you're de- wait, accelerating and accelerating a lot more than you are just pedaling on the straights which i don't know if that's quite accurate i'm not on my brakes for half of the straightaway um, so i think mm-hmm. he was exaggerating a little bit but he did i don't know that's what he was trying to argue because of the weight difference uh yes that's what it was yes the okay. weight difference i was trying to figure out like why was he yeah it was the weight difference i mean then you know why not make the argument why are, why is everyone in crits running deep wheels run like a mm. wheel for mountain climbing that's that's 20 mil deep you know yeah. True. I, I don't. I don't think that's a good argument. Also, the acceleration on a bicycle and is not nearly as much as people think it is. Um, like I what think. Do you, I th- what do you mean? What do you mean by that? So, for example, in a crit, you're accelerating. Like maybe in the corner, you're going 18 miles an hour, and then when you leave the corner, you're accelerating up to 25. Up to 25. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like so that's not, not a huge. That's yeah. not a huge. We're we're not talking about accelerating from zero to 100 miles per hour. In, nine seconds yeah, like in true. a car but what curtis would say i'm going to try to argue on his behalf is that okay <laughs> but you're doing that hundreds of times sure 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 if it's an eight but, corner if it's an eight corner crit and you do 60 laps like yeah no i, I my argument my argument was that if you get through the corner faster because you have more traction 60 times that's it. That's you don't even have to accelerate out of the corner because you're already going faster because you went through the corner faster because the wider tire is better traction. Right. Yeah. Also, right. so so if 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 uh, 32 slash 34, maybe if you actually got an aero rim that was optimized for a 34, the 34 actually would have been faster, if not as fast. If that is already the fastest option for smooth pavement, then like the fact that Roubaix riders are running wide 32s and calling that optimal for Roubaix is there. It's just, you're out of your mind. That's, that's blatantly false. Like How many you need to go can fit, can fit tires bigger than that though. Yeah. I mean that sure. That's, that's the issue. But I like, I keep, I, some people, some roadies also freak out when I talk about using forties or 45s for Roubaix. I, Give it 10 years. Give it 15 years, man. Like, all right. Well, we got, we got some feedback or response to last week's uh, podcast from Matt Mm -hmm. or Matthew. Maybe he goes by Matthew. I don't know. Uh, He says, Hey, I just got around to listening to the most recent episode of the podcast where you were all discussing wide tires for crew racing. We'll probably see 30 to 32 wide becoming more normalized in the P1 two fields, but for some courses, it might make sense to run wider. Though I normally race 30s on smooth courses, I plan on racing 34s or 35s for Intelligentsia this year. Whether it'll be better overall or not, my hypothesis is cornering on rougher roads and changes in the surface will be a big benefit. Maybe I'll be bold and chuck some fast 40 Cs on for a C race to check it out. Uh, That's my two unsolicited cents. Keep up the good work. Love both podcasts. So then I responded and I said, said red thanks for the insight there it's wild to think that 40s might be a go-to for some races but with the way things have been trending that would make sense and i said ask him what frame he's running uh he says honestly the, the idea seems bizarre but it seems to be the way things are going and then he says i would run my checkpoint with road gearing i normally race my manda though uh, mm-hmm. i might consider running 40s at the quick start crit in iowa and i've 
I figured you'd know what that is, Dylan. I mean, D- Dizzle, because you won that, didn't you? Or something like that? Yeah, so I don't know if you're familiar with the course, but it's a generous downhill, a jump, <laughs> and then followed by two corners with dusty pavers in them. Uh, probably would be nice to have the extra grip and cushion. I'll see how things shake out on the wire tires this season and go from there. Good chatting. Hope yeah. you guys have a great year. Yeah. I, I, I think that, honestly, I think that if if you actually had a rim that was designed to be aerodynamic with a 35 or a 40, I, I think that the aero penalty between you know, going from a 28 to a 35 or bigger would be incredibly marginal. Like we're talking about a really, really marginal difference. And then at that point, like, what are we talking about? The rolling resistance is either better or it's the same. And your cornering traction is obviously better. Yeah. In that race, there's only two turns that you really have to corner in and then the rest of the race is a giant uphill and a giant downhill so i feel like the bigger tires would be bad because of the weight and bad because of the aerodynamics because yeah of but the, the weight the going uphill downhill. at those speeds is pretty insignificant yeah also i think that people need to wrap their heads around the fact that weight is the least important marginal gain especially for crit racing like for crit yeah. racing, yeah, even if, if it if it did matter, this would be a race where it matters. Okay. It's like a yeah, super, yeah. it's a super steep climb. That's, sure enough, yeah, like, I'm not gonna. I don't Matt, win. If you're, if you're I don't win normal crits. So <laughs> let's let's see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was interesting though. Um, Planning on going. So if he's there, come show me your bike so I can check it out for myself. <laughs> so I'll be on D- Dylan, didn't we 30s, didn't but. we talk a couple? Uh, didn't we talk a few weeks ago that there's some new gravel wheel that got released that's claiming to be the first ever optimal aerodynamic yeah. gravel wheel 3d 3t makes a f- i think i forget how wide it is 40 millimeter deep or 40 millimeter wide not deep wide wheel that's aerodynamically that's external width yeah 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 i think it, it might be wider than that i can't remember the external width no, i think, I think that's head, right but... i think it's optimized for 38 mil tires mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty heavy though i will say that now I just said that weight is the least important marginal gain, but but these whales are I I, I think I looked at them and they were like sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred grams or something like they're they're chonkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's now I got to order new tires. I mean, from I remember bike. doing those uh, those those uh, epic rides, fat tire crits on forties because that was like the smallest tire that you could ride. Mm-hmm. and dude i mean it is kind of sick to corner on 40s at speed <laughs> yeah yeah it's sketchy sure. when you're also in a pack of mountain bikers that you know many of which don't know how to corner on the road They're or pass people on the road or life. draft people on the road but it, it is it is gaps. cool oh scott says that his internet's not working so he's probably not coming oh, wow that's a good excuse uh, he, um, he must already be in Majorca. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um dude, what the other thing I was going to bring up is um yo, what is up with it's it seems like the trend right now is for gravel pros to basically go bike packing over the winter. Like have a week long <laughs> bike packing trip with all the bros. When is yours? That's like that's like I know, I feel like I need a I feel like I need one. Well, that would in, that would involve Dylan having some sort of spirit of gravel, and he doesn't. And so, um, <laughs> it would involve I, I, me I w- having friends. <laughs> <laughs> also, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
who else are you talking? I mean, there there was so, the spirit tour. Who else? So this who else? Yeah, there's, tour. there's the spirit <laughs> tour with with uh, Keegan, Rusty, um, uh, Carrie. Oh yeah, you'd Carrie, get, you'd, get, you'd get dropped. Cody, Cup, Cody. Yeah, yeah. Wait, really? Decide. Those guys ride with those slow guys, like. Jeez. Russell and Keegan ride with Carrie and Cody. That's impressive. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I didn't, base miles, I didn't think know. they rode with slow people. Yeah, maybe just maybe they miles. let me ride with them. From from what I from what I gathered, they they didn't ride with them the whole time. There was there was some oh, dropping action. Dropped yeah, Co- Cody did sit mention something about how when Carrie and him get dropped, they like which like to be fair, Cody just like skis all winter. He doesn't even really ride in the winter so i mean he's kind of like skiing fitness that is so wild to go from skiing to a 35 hour week <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean gotta get in shape quick, somehow it's called a quick start yeah shock your body into <laughs> yeah Wait, so and who then else you, who else you talk about so then there were also the canadians uh rob Britton and andrew lesby doing the the california coast and then i think that uh i think that the orange seal uh riders are doing something similar on california i mean i don't know we're missing out I'm so training like, camps are coming to gravel racing is what you're saying th- yeah no, but no, uh, no. these are different these are these aren't training camps <laughs> oh, these are spirit yeah. camps but oh, okay. see gotcha. <laughs> see a gravel training camp is one where you have to carry all your stuff with you and get a hotel along the way okay. and you have a Let's, really long route to do i bet Hold everybody wa- everybody watched that I, can, I, can we just say that YouTube that's video that's like gravel light i mean like the real bike packers don't sleep in hotels yeah sure, sure. i mean bike packers are going to be are, are not going to be happy with with what they're doing but i would say that that you know here's here's or the like, thing why about not this. just like why why not just pick a place where you have five different gravel loops that you could do and stay in the same hotel so you don't have to carry all of your stuff dude maybe they're testing the spray foam in their bags (laughs) because they i don't understand they have all of those bags on their bike and Mm -hmm. they stay in a hotel i'm like what and they have a follow and they have a follow vehicle what are you (laughs) carrying so that's the other thing i like i think i think that i'm not on the inside of any of these of these tours or groups or whatever so i don't know what the deal is but did they all ship anyways Do they all chip in for a photo or like probably their sponsors, right? Chips in for a photographer to follow them along the whole route because they they always get so much content from these. I feel like Keegan has, has like a full time photog. He's just yeah, got maybe. he's got photogs like all day every day. Is it yeah. just Sophia following along, taking nice pictures? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What I've come Dude, to she realize, she has to do in- her own training. <laughs> What I've come to realize in cyclocross is that like most of the guys who have like this mechanic or soigneur is like, it's like everybody has a guy or the dude and the dude is usually like their best friend or their dad. And so (laughs) you can't convince your best friend or your dad to come and work the pits for you for all season. You're like, you're kind of out of luck. I don't think it's not the same in, in gravel though. Like, yeah, I know. Most I'm, of these guys, I'm, I'm like, like to make Tall the Wayne, who's, like, who's uh, Pete's, yeah, he's Pete's like, guy, like he, he's not just salary, like doing that for yeah. free, dude. He's, <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm thinking of like Alexi's best friend who follows him around, but I'm sure he pays him. I don't too. think. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I what's know his these name guys again. Paid, but I don't think Avery's. They're also like best friends. Sure. Well, yeah, that's fine. You can you can still yeah. pay your friends, like, and you should still <laughs> yeah, pay your friends if they're doing work for you, you and you're Dylan making to money. Follow you around, take pictures. It's one of thing you if no one's making any money you. off of this, but like we're all waiting when you're for talking... Dylan to pay us to like lead him out and like be his support <laughs> his, crew, but he won't do it. The problem is years. Dylan doesn't. Dylan's afraid that all of us would 
would drop him in the sprint and he would just get embarrassed. Mm. Well, we would all drop him in the sprint. That's true. Well, if we did it (laughs) rightly, we would all pace him so that he wouldn't even have to sprint. Yeah. That would, that would require Dylan to keep up during the pace. How, how, how big would the paycheck have to be for you to lead me out in a sprint? I think you know me pretty well to know probably not that much. <laughs> a couple, couple tires. Like, I would do anything <laughs> for a, I think I would do anything a for a tires. buck. Like, right, yeah, I yeah. was the guy in college who somebody was like, this was like one of the, my high, this was the one of the highlights of my collegiate career was we got back from one of our collegiate races and the front of the school bus was just caked in flies and animals and somebody just <laughs> randomly said man i'd give a 100 bucks if somebody licked it and without hesitation i drug my tongue across the entire front of the bus yeah and i made a 100 bucks they He's gave got a video you? of it it's they really gave gross. it to me it was awesome you got a video Dude, of it that's the that's yeah, the kind of video i have a video right now i can show it to you oh wait Please it's don't. on a, it's Drew, on my that's, other phone Drew, that's the kind of thing that if you put on your instagram it, it would get five million views I'll send it to Adam and he can put it on the Bong Pros and it'll get five million views. <laughs> Deal. Um, I have, and in the video, I have a mullet, which is even better. Dude, speaking, <laughs> so, speaking of so, mullets, did you see that uh, I think Vanderpool is rocking a mullet now? Am I wrong about that? Dude, he's what? been rocking it all season. And that blonde really? hair. Is I didn't even think he had so long weird. enough hair to do that. I've never oh, seen yeah, him with man. anything but like a buzz crew cut. You got, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not actually like a, a mullet. Like if you see him without, like from the front, it looks, well, I guess that's the point of a mullet. Matthew uh, General Mullet is sporting a new hairdo, mullet style. Wow. He's, he's been rocking the whole season. He's doing the Keegan Swenson. Uh, you guys Keegan see, doing the yeah. It's pretty weak though. It's pretty weak. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's a Dutch mullet, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a Dutch <laughs> Did the uh, did the Dutch cross nats already happen? Who who uh, who won that? Uh, Joris Neuenhaus. All right. in the yes, I was hoping he would get it. Snoped. You know who that is? He was. He came to. Uh, he came to the Marion race up in Indianapolis, and we went Drew. to dinner together. And I hung out with him, and he was like super cool. I mean, like for as strong as he is. Like he's probably the next guy behind the big three. Like it's probably him at the top of the if you want to call mm-hmm. it the main pack he's like the next one um so it's pretty cool to see like see him doing well but he was also like he super the field at the marion race uh no nah, but he wanted <laughs> he to back. i mean bruner bruner was there too bruner gave him a run for his money but really dude the big three were like had the worst start imaginable in the last race they were so oh, far back me. all three of them cj yeah. told me it was a good race and i'm probably gonna it watch is a it good later. race i was about to ruin it for you oh, don't dude. ruin it for me <laughs> okay all right <clears throat> walk away for a second but he was yeah, super Drew, Drew, this is true like, dude, Drew, this is what the podcast is for we need to talk about it no, I'm gonna. I'm watching it later today. Don't <laughs> take your watch it later last night instead it. of watching Survivor, oh, dude. I yeah, know. but I only watch bike races when I'm on the trainer. Why? Why would you? Why would you watch anything off the trainer? Anyways, you should just always exactly. be on the trainer. True. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, your TV should only be on when you're on the trainer. Yeah, I agree. Hundred yeah, percent. All right. Well, take take your ear earbuds out so we can talk about this. Nah, it's okay. I'll still watch it. Uh, indeed, it was both both races were really exciting. The men's what and two the races are we talking about? Benidorm and just Benidorm. Honestly, you could go oh, back and watch Zona Becca, the, the men's and the women's. I started yeah. to watch the women's race. 
The women's race was really good. They were in uh, short sleeves. Yeah, man. It's uh, I Spain is like a cyclocrossers, European cyclocrossers version of Tucson. Mm, okay. You know, like they all dip out to go to Spain, go to the South yeah. Coast, ride around. Yeah. The women's yeah. race was ridiculous. Men's race was also good. They did have a terrible start. Vanderpool I checked a uh, a light post, so that's cool. Wait, did you guys see so the video? I saw a blooper. I saw a blooper reel where Vanderpool hit a pole. Yeah, which is classic. Yeah, uh, Wout kicked his saddle off his bike. Yep, and same awesome. race, same race. And then and then uh, Pidcock fumbled over the barriers. Yep, same race. All this, that was all the same race. All the same race. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. I I just Dang. thought it was like pick three random clips. I didn't realize it was all the same race. Yeah, all the same so, race. So Wout <laughs> Wout was was. He, the set of barriers that he messed up on, he had been mm-hmm. hopping them the whole race. And then on the last lap, he had enough of a gap that he's like, okay, I'm just going to run them to not risk it. And oh. that's where he messes up. Like him playing it safe is the only time that he messes up and he falls and he breaks his saddle. And then, um, and then he has to finish the race with like, Dude, and he remounted no without the saddle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he, so if you look at it though, because I, I was like, oh my god, how is he sitting down right now? But it looks like the rails of the saddle were still there. Mm-hmm. Like if you go what? back and watch, like the rails were still there. It was just like the top piece I of the saddle that I should was have gone. taken my headphones out because watching this later to later today, not knowing would have been amazing. But now I know. But if you go yeah. if you go back and watch the finish, he's like he's seated right because I'm sure he you know spent his. Uh, spent his monies kind of going all in on that last lap attack but then he's seating and i was watching it and i'm like how is he sitting down right now is he just like sitting on the top of the seat post like that cannot be comfortable yeah but But he definitely clenched (laughs) i guess so uh yeah those barriers did look a little sketch they were like on a slight off camber not they were same places last year were they downhill too like downhill barriers uh, it kind of, I don't know. I, I haven't ridden that course, but Dude, it looks the big a little three bit freaking like sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Well, well one of the big well, three won. Well, won by, won, well, so. won by <laughs> three seconds over Michael Van Tornout. Then it was Thibaut Nice, Ellie Ezerbeet, and then Vanderpool was fifth. What a loser. Yeah, so I, I think Vanderpool And then Pidcock was ninth. Jeez, I think Louise. Vanderpool probably would have won, but he had a mishap with like two laps to go or something. Yeah, he hit a crash. Yeah, he hit a pole. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Was uh, okay. There's a there's a bunch of if you were like go look up Matthew Vanderpool on Instagram and look at his tags. There's a bunch of videos going around of what happened because it wasn't on camera. If you're watching the race coverage, you see them exit the sandpit. Vanderpool's in second. There's like two laps to go. You're like, okay, he's just you know being nice and waiting to drop everybody um, to a mm-hmm. little bit closer to the finish, and then he just. They cut to the long view past the pits, and he's just not there. And the next shot you see of him is him, like, picking himself up and, like, remounting his bike. But he didn't know what happened, and he just, the the videos that surface afterwards, he just, like, comes out. It's like a chicane, kind of like a tight chicane, like a left-right after Mm -hmm. the sand pit. And, dude, he, like, I, I guess afterwards he said he thought that the barrier like the padding around the post was a lot uh, softer Mm. and like he could kind of like brush it. 
but he full on just shoulder checked that so much that it just sent him straight left across the course. Uh, yeah. and he, and he yeah. hit the ground. So, but uh, his man, first Drew, race that he wears, Drew, an take all a look white. at the link I sent and, and just watch it, but mute yourself. Cause it's loud. First race that he right wears now. an all white skin suit and he just, <laughs> is that not are you, is that itself out new kit for the uh new kit for the season what all white skin suit yeah exactly <laughs> i think it's three watts faster yeah what do you what do you guys think about going all white for cross i guess it wasn't muddy so yeah it's a a flex i feel like it's, sure. it's just a little too basic for me it's basic like too, dude. Too, too obvious it's like oh obvious. yeah cool. it's, it's a muddy race you're gonna wear all white it's just too basic. I mean, I, I think the obvious thing is to do black shorts with the white top if you're a world champion. I think the mm. I think the the bold move is to do white shorts, white top if you're a world champion. Wout had Wout had a white. No, when he was world champ. He had an all white kit. I think Vanderpool's worn all white in the past. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just uh, like, I don't know. To me, it's like it's too predictable. Yeah. I mean, not only not only is his skin suit all white, but every single thing that he's wearing and his full bike is white. Like his, you know what I want to see? His glasses, his gloves, his his socks, his shoes. I want to see whole bike. I want to see the world champ stripes just patterned across the whole thing, so it looks kind of like a jail suit. But it's just (laughs) it's like, uh, but the world champs colors. I'm really interested to see what happens this year, assuming Vanderpool wins worlds. If his kit is going to have six rainbow bands on it what happens when he gets seven or eight world titles on the cross field is his uh is his kit gonna have just seven like you said seven world tri- uh, champ stripes across the thing the whole mm-hmm. thing i mean yeah. i think that i think the uci has pretty strict rules about what the world champs jersey looks like but how cool would it be if you add another rainbow to the yeah, but to the torso the every fine? time like you a, win one. a thousand euros per race i mean like that's jump change dude i mean <laughs> True <laughs> Lamborghini payment. Yeah, true. I mean, if you only get yeah, if if the if the penalty is just a fine, then who cares? Just rock that. Yeah. Isn't I that what hearing? There, there was EF something did that, that EF yeah, was yeah. like EF had this insane jersey for the Giro, and the UCI was like, "That's too crazy." Here's a fine, and they're like, "We don't care. We'll pay the fine." <laughs> like this is yeah how we're advertising ourselves, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the same thing happened to, uh, I don't remember if it was Bruner or Clara. One one of them like wanted to wear stars and stripes, but they were supposed to wear the Pan Am's jersey. Mm-hmm. And they just like went ahead and wore the stars and stripes. And everyone was like making a big deal about how there was a fine. And it was like a hundred euro fine or something. It was like something so minimal that you're like, yeah, it's like totally worth it. Yeah. That's assuming that someone knows the rule book well enough to actually fine you for it. Right, the UCI commissaires. Is there just a fine for turning your hoods in too? Because I mean, at this point, it's like, I mean, if if you're already have a massive budget like Yumbo or Ineos or something, what's a what's a bunch of hundred euro fines? Wasn't there Cause... a uh, an NFL team or an NFL NFL quarterbacker who kept like jumping up into the stands and giving the ball to a little kid, and every time he did that, it was like a five thousand dollar fine, and the team was like. The team ended up saying, like, we like that you're doing that so much that you just keep doing it. We'll just keep paying the fee. And he just kept doing it. Like, every time he'd get a touchdown or do something awesome, he'd run up, give it to give the ball to a kid, $5,000. 
Yeah. It was like, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. what, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Cool. Like if it's just, you know, if it's just fines, then yeah. who yeah. cares? Maybe that team should consider sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. You know, if they're just giving yeah, away. They could brand. spend, they could just allocate their, their fine uh, expenditures towards the podcast and we'd be rolling in the dough. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> their, their entire their they have a they have a line item that just says football uh giveaway <laughs> fees <laughs> and that's bigger than our entire budget. Charitable <laughs> donations. Uh, we have a budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean it it was did you guys at least see the clip of Vanderpool putting it into like sixth gear for the first time this cross season on the uphill there? No. I, I just walked have to that part that. and then I stopped because I'm like, I just, I really want to watch the whole thing. But I saw that part where he just sm- goes past Wout and it was like, ooh. Oh man, dude, th- it yeah. is so, I'm going to go find the clip here and send it to y'all. But it is, it is insane how strong Matthew is when he decides to go because he goes by like six dudes plus like Michael Van Toren out plus he does it like three times in the race. And he just flies past everybody. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. All right, I just sent it to you on Instagram. Um, but he just makes them look like they're standing still from like the bottom of the hill to the top, just yeah. slinging past guys. Uh, Yoris, he dropped Yoris. I'm watching it now. Went past mm. Michael Ventorn out like he's standing still. Where is this? You should send in the link so that I can, or send me a link in the chat so I can watch it. Uh, okay, uh, I sent it to you on the. On the Instagram. Okay. Some of us don't have Instagram on our phones. On the Bonk Bros Instagram or our... All right. You know what? My personal Instagram. (laughs) God, you guys. killing me. All right. I got it. Are you talking about him running up the stairs? No. Keep watching. There's a lot of stairs in that race. Just two stairs cases. Exactly. Oh, damn. I'll drop it in the How chat. How did he lose? What, what happened after this? This is after that is when he hits the pole. That was after. That was in. That was early in the race. I don't know what mishap he had in the beginning oh, the, of the race. Uh, um, but he has a he has a mishap later too that he. Uh, oh, you're saying he hit the pole early on? No, he hit the pole later on. Oh, later on. Okay. Yeah, dude, that is he, and like no one's even like responding at all. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I I can watch this all day. Like this is one of those like videos (laughs) that's like, it's just like so satisfying to watch. It's, it's amazing. I'll stop though. Uh, Wow. Won a race. That's great. Good job. Wow. Required Vanderpool to take himself out though. Yeah. You guys got predictions for world champs. I mean, who's doing it? Is it it just Vanderpool and and Pidcock? (laughs) Pidcock's not doing it. It's just Vanderpool. And all the people that he passed in this clip. Hmm. All. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so was yeah. that Van Art's last race? He just oh. wins that race and then he's hanging it up. Yeah, dude, forever and always. A big cliffhanger for the rest of the season. <laughs> he finally wins and then he just says, I'm out. Dude, maybe he's going to come to the move. Lifetime Grand Prix. <laughs> That would at least make it interesting. If I'm going to be that. Dylan at the Mid-South and then just not race anymore for the rest of the season. Okay. Pull, pull a van. <laughs> no, what was that? What was on training camp with, uh, with Yumbo. So that's why he was, that's why he was there. Um, there meaning 
in Spain uh, doing the thing. Yeah. It just so happened that the team camp was right there too. So he's like, oh, all right, I'm going to go do this race. I'll be back for the training ride later. Probably. He probably rode there. Honestly, they should have got like Jonas and the rest yeah, of the, the Yumbo crew in on the, the ride or home, Lisa Lisa bike. I would right love. Home. I would actually love to see Jonas do a cross race just to yeah, see what that would, would be happen. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot see him like getting off. Like I can't. I can't see him dismounting and running over barriers. Like maybe, maybe this is maybe bunch. this is disrespectful to Jonas. I, I don't know. People can people can comment and and tell me if I'm wrong. But he doesn't seem like he's the most confident in handling his bike. I could be completely no. wrong about that, but don't they talk about that all the time in in the commentary of the for the tour? I, like I his, think his he's not super skills are just taking his hands off the bars. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that whole <laughs> meme going around the internet that every time he takes his hands off the bars, like he won a race, he's he's very unsteady and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Be fun to see. Uh, be fun to see old Jonas. Um, you know, yeah getting out there on the on the cross course but <sighs> should we hit listener questions sure tyler can you pull them up because I'm, I'm on a different computer today and i don't have uh that spreadsheet did you get a new yeah. computer no I'm, I'm using my work computer which maybe i shouldn't say on the air <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm using my work computer because i the the audio and video in my like recording for some reason has not been synced for like two months and i'm trying to figure out if it's if it's like my internet or what it is so i just switched computers today to see if it's better like whenever i put the clips out there my mouth is talking but the sound is like not talking yet it's like not synced Mm -hmm. properly but everyone else's is fine Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, if you could bring those in that'd be cool yeah i can pull it up uh you guys have a spreadsheet yeah dude we're dialed if you couldn't tell from the rest of this podcast yeah, you guys have a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the email. Did you pull them All in right. from Instagram or the email? Yeah, I pulled them in from Instagram. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, so Alan wrote in yesterday with a honestly a, a question that I think we should all could all weigh in on. How do you guys pee during long races? Uh, do you make Ooh. a quick pit stop or pee while in the oh. saddle? What's the proper form for peeing while riding? I'm going to make a YouTube video on how to pee off the bike, I think. <laughs> Is that Patreon I content? Just to answer this question, that, that sounds like yeah, an OnlyFans yeah, type of thing. Yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for a video sometime this spring. I got to wait till it gets warmer outside, though, because peeing off the bike. peeled when it's cold. <laughs> uh, I suck at peeing off the bike. I'm just going to be honest. I'm really bad at it. You do have to practice. That's going to be part yeah. of the video. Practice. But you're really good at peeing on your bike. I, I if it's a if it's a cold <laughs> wet race, I will just I will just piss my chamois. No, stop it. <laughs> Don't during do that. during Leadville, Leadville was cold and wet this year. I think I peed my chamois ten times during the race. What? <laughs> and if I had had to stop ten times, just think about off. how think Let's about just how cut much this episode time, off right here. <laughs> this is embarrassing for you (laughs) dude how did you even have to pee that many times because i was taking more electrolytes or something i was taking in a lot of fluid and it was cold and wet when it's cold like you have to pee a lot just because you're not sweating as much yeah i was Uh, well hydrated so what was this guy's name alan alan uh or aaron yeah uh sorry caleb 
Caleb wrote in that question. <laughs> what? Where did we get Alan yeah. from? <laughs> I <laughs> read the wrong line. My bad. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> uh, yeah, Caleb. Yeah, I would. I would say uh, don't adopt Dylan's approach unless you <laughs> desperately have to. I've only peed yeah. my chamois once, and it was it was also during a super cold, rainy race. And I will say that gave me probably thirty watt boost. Like just okay. having the warm sensation, like my Look. legs were so much warmer after that. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough to stomach that that I had to do that. I was that this, desperate. This is a hot take. If it's cold and rainy, it is completely acceptable to piss your chamois. That, because I would if say that is the one exception. If it's raining, if you're racing in the rain, like you're already soaking wet, you know. Oh yeah, dude. By the time by the time you finish, like that. He's gone, dude. Like you've got much worse stuff yeah. on you, especially if it's gravel. Like you probably got cow shit all over you, anyways. So, like, yeah. what's a little bit of like your own sterile urine? It's like, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Probably an upgrade. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> so I would say because I'm actually very good at peeing off the bike because I do also have to pee a lot of times. Not quite ten times during Leadville, but I think I peed maybe four times during Leadville. Uh, you definitely don't want to pee going uphill. Because you want to conserve as much momentum as possible because while you're peeing, it's going to be very difficult to pedal. Now, you can get like a couple pedal strokes in like once you get the stream flowing. But in order to get the stream flowing, like you really have to kind of stabilize yourself. So uh, I would say the the biggest thing, though, is you have to you have to pretend like you're going to pee your chamois before you start to like Mm. go off the bike. Because if you wait to start to go after you're already like, you know, got your chamois down and like you're you know exposed it's just going to take forever and sometimes you don't even you can't even go because it's like yeah it's just like an involuntary thing that your your muscles just or your body just won't let you do it so you have to like get to the edge like onto the edge of like all right i'm gonna pee my chamois and then you go and that's that's like the most efficient way to do it mm-hmm. but ideally you're on a, a descent honestly the person you need to ask is pete stedna pete stedna is pissing like every 20 minutes at the start of a gravel race he does pee yeah. a lot. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. All right, next question. Go over the Unless shorts. Unless anyone else has anything to say. Over the shorts? Well, well apparently Dizzle has a whole video yeah. to make about it, but didn't say anything about how it. How would you go Dizzle, over the <laughs> That seems like you would just pinch it off. Present, yeah, <laughs> present different methods? What's your... Oh, it's going to be... You'll see. Okay. <laughs> I have, a, I have like, a, an outline. <laughs> an, <laughs> an outline. I thought you were joking. You were actually going to make this video? <laughs> yeah. He's not joking. This is like this the, is this not is the like first the time I've heard, heard about this content that I need I, to start creating. I I feel like you should be careful putting that video out there. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> okay. All right. Good That'd luck, be man. awesome. <laughs> Somebody just asked this question on our podcast. There's probably tens of other people asking this question. Tens I know, but, of and those, I know, but we, and we're those not putting video all, evidence of us peeing in public. Those people out there. are all going to go watch this video because they're going <laughs> like, to say, I need to know this. I'm pretty sure like public urination is right up there with like petty theft. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of... You pee, but if you do it not in public, then it's not. So you're just going to ride circles in your backyard peeing? I guess so. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. you I you so. are he's actually gonna, he's going to ride out. the rollers in his in his garage, and he's just going to so, pee into the drain hole. Drew, by making <laughs> this video, you actually are advocating people to commit a crime on YouTube. It's just how no, not if he does it. Not if he does it in his basement. Do people do this in the race in races. I, I yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's you can't pull your schlong out in public. 
Yeah, but they do it on like national or what? Not national, internationally broadcasted on the Tour de France. People are being there. Yeah, they. Now you make I, a good. Well, point. You guys are. I don't really, know. Maybe yeah. it, and they they get fined for that though. But that's also in France, you know. Yeah, they have different <laughs> levels. That's of true. People in France will probably watch the video too. Maybe you should make it only visible for people in France. Oh yeah, dude, that's a good idea. Yeah, mm. I mean, so so YouTube, you know how when you turn on ads, YouTube is asking you. Uh, it's not like going to show anything, guys. You guys are like <laughs> thinking I'm going to make some well, really one of the, inappropriate video. One, one it's going to be things, a funny, appropriate video that even kids could watch. One of the things that it asks you is that you're not doing anything unlawful. I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How would I Next even question. video myself peeing off the bike? Anyways, so you're just, easy, talk, you're just going to hey, talk CJ, about it. Hey CJ, no, I'm going to get some like B real, but. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like it's gonna be you and the basher. It's not gonna be D real. It's gonna be D real. It'll be P real. It'll be P real. P real. You know it's B roll. B roll. It'll be P roll. Anyways, it's not gonna be me actually peeing off the bike. It'll just be me like pretending to pee off the bike. I don't know. Like a shot from like a shot from behind where it just looks like I'm trying to pee off the bike, but I'm not doing anything. Right. And then it okay. and then it pans around to the front and it's just like a banana and it zooms right gun. in on my schlong. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. Yep. Yep. Is that what you want, Adam? I'll send you that one through private messages Dude, for you. Gonna I'm, I'm the one that I just said be careful. You said you're going to be careful. I believe you. That's I fine. Why, you guys, you guys know me. I'm pretty sure like the whole aspect of me being a Christian also means not showing people my ding dong. Like, I'm pretty sure those two things aren't. Don't don't go together. Just run it by our legal department before. You yeah, know, but, yeah, but legal team, the legal team should public email public me, urination. So. You can get public urination. I'm not going to be exposing yourself. Urinating. To <laughs> okay. Okay. It, what about Dylan peeing in his chamois? He's he's urinating in public. He's just doing it in his pants. Is that against the law? <laughs> that is is not. that against the law? You just said it's public not. urination, and he's urinating in public. He's just not whipping it out. It's true. So Dylan's done illegal things so, as well. So here's the idea. What does do, public do, mean? Does public mean people are there? Because if I'm doing it on a back country road where nobody's there, private, then, then yes, that's public. But nobody's there. Who's publicizing it? Who's making I will, it public? I, I mean, I will say that I have <laughs> peed, on, peed on the side there. of the. I will <laughs> say that I've peed on the side of the road while cars are passing pretty much every time I ride. So yeah. Yeah, but you don't post a video on YouTube about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna move this. I'm gonna move this. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, let's let's move it along. I think we get the point here. You guys are gonna. You guys are gonna. We had. (laughs) This is a great transition. We had a junior write in, um, (laughs) not about pain, but he's um, he's a he's a road and track cyclist. Belongs to a, a club that is you know our team that does only road and track and but he's interested in trying gravel it's pretty big where he lives in oregon but he's like doesn't have much money if any and he's really trying to figure out like is there a cost effective way to get into gravel um can he just slap some uh, hand-me-down gravel tires on a road bike does he need tubeless and also why are the races so expensive to enter so a few questions there from mm. uh from Oscar. Hmm. All right. A cheap way to get in. What races gravel. is he talking about? He's talking about like big races. 
it's probably just any gravel race is uh, expensive gravel, to get I mean, into. Yeah, gravel races are expensive. Yeah, but really just looking like uh, what are some cost-effective ways for juniors or really just anybody to like try gravel? That's how I understood his questions. Hold on, wait. Yeah, I mean, real, there's real nothing. Quick. Tyler, did what? you log in to the Instagram yesterday? I did, yeah. Okay, because I got a notification that someone did. I'm just making yeah, sure. It's me. <laughs> Except. Um, I mean, nothing, really nothing, is, nothing is stopping you from, from riding a road bike on gravel. That's actually what roadies used to do before gravel riding was a thing. They just, I, I remember back in the day, there was like this winter bike league that I went to, and it almost always included long sections of gravel, and we just all did it on our road bikes. And probably five people would get flats and we'd just be like, well, see ya. Cause it was a drop ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just bring, uh, you just bring some like extra tubes and just understand I, that the experience is going to suck. Yeah. I will say tubeless tubeless is a necessity for anything off road. Uh, I don't, I mean, it's debatable whether or not it's more expensive to do tubeless. You know, I, I don't know. Somebody could do a cost analysis of everything that's required to do tubeless versus tubes, but just do, just do, just save yourself the headache and do tubeless if you're going to ride off road. I, I mean, I would say this day and age, like, why are you not running tubeless on the road to begin with? I know. I mean, yeah, for sure. There's, like it, there's, there's no excuse for having tubes in your bike at agreed. all yeah. in yeah, 2024. Huh? Because why? they don't make a tubeless gator skin. <laughs> That's why. Just, just one more. Tubes, re- I've got just one more reason right now because just I one I more reason my, why you shouldn't be riding gator skins. I love me my my gator skins and those just things. One, those bad dude, boys are tube compatible. Get yourself some GP five thousand tubeless and watch yourself go two miles an hour faster on every ride from now on, and still not flat. Or I could ride with you and just end up with more KJs at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I don't know if we answered this guy's question. I, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> if you want to try gravel, I don't think there's anything wrong with sticking the widest tubeless road tire that you can in your road bike and trying it out on your road bike. Yeah, or that was a, my I was just saying, get a, I mean, if you've got a cross bike, you can race cross and gravel. He um, doesn't. He races track and road. Oh, oh never mind. Um, try to get yourself like most, most teams are all about juniors getting into the sport. And I'm, I would find it hard to believe that you could maybe find a team near you that would at least pay your entry fee. I feel like most teams, that's kind of like the bare minimum of like support is we'll pay your entry fees. Cause if that's a huge barrier, then maybe overcoming that would be trying to find a team that would cover that for you. Well, I think that's reasonable. I, I'm just curious, like, I, I wonder what, like, if he's, if he's using the, I know Leadville's not a gravel race, technically, but if he's using the Leadvilles and the Unbounds and, uh, I don't even know, the Steamboats, like, if he's looking at those big races as the model for gravel race entry fees, yeah, they're super expensive. But most local gravel races are still going to be, should, you know, should be under 100 bucks. I, I don't know how much road races are these days, but... I, I don't think, I don't remember road racing being all that much different than like a local gravel race entry fee. Yeah. I mean, a, yeah. B, a BWR is pretty expensive and BWR is not, yeah. not local, but it's a, it's a step under Leadville unbound SBT. Yeah. yeah and they're still yeah 250 bucks probably or something like that. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying that those big races are not expensive because they are. Yeah. That, and those shouldn't be the I races mean you're targeting racing. if you're just trying out gravel. And yeah. You should do, and yeah. If exactly you're going to go do one saying, of those big races, try out don't the local. Yeah, yeah. You should be, you should be graduated from using your road bike to experiment with gravel. Like you shouldn't, you should not go to any of these races except maybe steamboat with your road bike and like just try gravel like you should try gravel locally unless at bwr san diego you're trying to go for that road bike category because they're bringing they're doing a bwr is maybe an exception they're doing which if he's in oregon the the bwr does have a race up in bc i don't know how far that is Mm. from oregon or where you're at in oregon but there is that san diego bwr is doing a category for road bikes i know you've talked about this like five times (laughs) So, you know, you know, what's funny is the funny, you know, what's funny about that is the rule, the rule for that race is you need what under 28 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. And 28 is not even the fastest for paved road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's That's the point, point, Dylan. (laughs) So they should should come out with this for cyclocross. They should have like an any, any tire width category. I think it's called. That should just uh, be cyclocross. (laughs) Like I, I limiting tire width is the dumbest rule in cross to me because you can't argue that it's about safety or anything, you know, no, it's, it's just, if anything, it's, it's less tradition. Safe. It's just tradition. tradition. Yeah. And the thing is like that only applies to the UCI fields. Like if you're, unless you're doing UCI racing, you should run the biggest tires you can think or you can manage, which I think even yeah, at nationals the, is the like problem a 38. Is, there's two, two problems. One, most companies are only making 33 mil tubies. And mm-hmm. everyone still thinks tubulars are the best. So most of the people that are in the amateur fields think they have to run 33s. But also they see what the pros are doing and they want to run what the pros are doing. And like, that's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, a lot of pros are running tubeless, at least here in the U.S., <laughs> I imagine. As they should be. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ronan wrote in uh, <laughs> in November. Uh, you November. got a question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a question. Uh, he's debating, was debating, is debating. Not sure where Ronan lives, but uh, maybe winter has uh, is still wherever he is. He's debating doing a winter triathlon with running, fat biking, and cross-country skiing. So this one is mostly for Adam. Any fat bike racing advice and any basic training, uh, run training advice from the crossers on the podcast? And no, he won't put drops on his fat bar, his fat bike, just yet. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. You shouldn't nice. put drop bars on your fat bike, anyways. You should why? put TT aero bars on your fat bike <laughs> because that's why. The, <laughs> drop bar, drop bars on a fat bike would only make sense if you were guaranteed to be on pristine groomed cross country ski trails. Mm. But if there's anything that's less than that, you don't want drop bars. The handling would just be so bad and you're going really slow i'm assuming uh no like the the berkey uh fat bike race which is in the same exact course as schwamigan the there was one year where the average speed was faster than schwamigan oh dude drop bars for sure man what are you talking <laughs> I know, about that, that's the type of that's the kind of race like like berkey would be a race that you could do on drop bars for the fat bike but it okay. but fat bike conditions vary significantly okay. so sure if there's any chance you're gonna be on anything except super fast perfectly groomed i don't know why i thought that average speed for drop bar or for fat biking was like under 10 miles an hour usually yeah if you're not on super fast a super fast course it 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 probably is okay yeah uh i 
to be honest, I mean, I, I don't have much advice other than make sure you get out and ride your fat bike. I, I don't know what this guy's background is, but fat bike handling is not exactly a one-to-one crossover from mountain biking or anything else. Like it's, it has its own technique that you have to kind of learn. Uh, and it really depends on what the course is like. If it's just a fast, wide open groomed course, you really, I mean, you don't need much for handling skills and it's just like any other bike race really. Um, but if it's like a tight technical of single track, uh, or like not great snow conditions, then the handling condition, the handling is all technique is a lot different. So you just got to ride your fat bike. Do, do fat bikers argue about tire size as much as gravel racers do? <laughs> or do they just run what comes on their bike? <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> fat bike tires are like $180 each. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of like tire swapping and I don't know. It's like, there's not a ton of options either. I mean, there's probably only five brands that make, but the, but they come in different tires. widths, right? Yeah. They come in different widths. But like a lot of times you're subject to whatever your bike is can handle. Like I would say the people that can fit five inch tires on their bikes swear by five inch tires, but like my bike can only fit four inch tires. So, so like that I, is like gravel, I'm, right? Yeah. People who can fit the wider tires are like wider tires are awesome. And people who can only fit 42s are like, well, 42 is probably yeah. fine. I would say the bigger debate debate in fat biking is actually the wheel size. Cause okay. they're like 26 inches still pretty standard. Um, but then a lot of bikes run 27.5. So like my bike is 27.5 by 4.0, uh, but okay. 26 by 5.0 or 26 by 4.0. Like there's still people that swear that 26 is faster and better for some reason. I've never ridden a 26 inch, so I really can't say anything there. What I is, think my bike's great for so what I do the, with it. Does the diameter, what, like does the diameter of a 26 with a fat, tire end up being roughly the same as a 29 or something yeah i think like a 26 by 5 would be the same diameter as a 27 by 4 roughly well how does that relate to a 29 or mountain bike with normal tires is what I, that's way what bigger at. way bigger like bigger diameter than a 29 yeah. or with a 2.2 i think so yeah oh okay i think yeah hmm. all right I, I guess I could go look in my garage right now if you want me yeah, to do okay. that. It's okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the other? What was the other part? It was cross country skiing, running, fat biking, and running. Yeah. He was asking about run training, kind and I would just they say threw running in there. <laughs> well, what else would you do in the winter? What I mean, I think he's talking snow about stuff to do in the winter, Oof. right? Snowshoe. No, he's doing good. a he's doing a race. It's a it's a triathlon race. Yeah. Oh whoa! Okay. Well, yeah. Re- what I would you replace during the question? What do you have to replace the swim with? Um, Skiing. Plunge. <laughs> cool. Yeah, polar, <laughs> polar, polar plunge. plunge. Who can last the longest <laughs> in the polar plunge? That sounds uh, dangerous. You have to take an ice bath, and whoever can last the longest in the ice bath actually gets a head start for the run and right, bike. Like the, however long you stay, <laughs> however long you last, that that's, time that yeah, time gets shaved off. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. How long do you think you can uh, last? Not long. At what temperature are we talking about? <laughs> like standard cold plunge, like 40 degrees. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't do cold plunges, but I know they're all the rave right now amongst health and fitness Why people. don't you do it? I, I'm surprised you haven't tried it. <sighs> yeah, I know. You can make that know. part of your spirit. I, I, so I have, a, I have a buddy that I ride with that is totally on the cold plunge trend. Like, he talks to me nonstop about cold plunging every time I see him. And he's cold plunging every day. <laughs> I, I, I've incorporated 
it's not cold plunge because I don't have a tub for that or like, you know, like a cold plunge, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, uh, that, but so I, I just wake I've up been and taking, stick my head in a bucket. I've been taking a cold shower every morning for the last probably six weeks now. Haven't skipped a day. Is it first okay? thing I do wake up and How do you a feel? Cold, cold shower. Amazing. Dude, Maybe it's I should so, have done like, that this morning. It's amazing. Maybe it would have helped. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing for afterwards. It sucks when you and first I get under. And I don't. It, right? And I've been not. I've been delaying caffeine intake for at least one hour after waking up. So like I, I do the cold plunge. And dude, well, it's, I mean, uh, it's cold shower. I shouldn't shouldn't call it a cold plunge. But um, the water temp is like forty to forty two degrees most days though in the winter time right now at least. Uh, but dude, there have been some mornings where I've like gone like three hours without caffeine and not even realized it like the 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 cold plunge has such an effect on like your i don't know adrenaline or wow. something like, like you don't even need caffeine dang it's it's, cold plunging. it's a million times more effective no and caffeine, caffeine. Yeah, intermittent fasting dude i'm on yeah I'm bow hunting freaking, dude you make I'm you make fun <laughs> of you make fun of me for like drinking kombucha which i don't even drink <laughs> you're here you are <laughs> clearly since you call it kombucha <laughs> how do you pronounce it kombucha kombucha yeah okay all right <laughs> adam's just applying adam's just waiting to Dude, apply I'm, for the- I'm just like seriously i'm like basic bill over here just trying all the trends <laughs> dude dizzle you know what video would pop off is if you made a video that was like i tried cold plunging every day for a month and this is what happened but i haven't done that well do it (laughs) do it that's what i'm saying do it cold plunge every day for a month and then tell your viewers what happened dude i actually like started to put an outline together for a video like that and then i remembered that i i hate making youtube videos so i just didn't (laughs) Yeah, I like had all the content and everything like scripted. It was like it was gonna be, it's gonna be. Just, why didn't you do it? Send that over to Drew. Send that yeah, over I'll to do Drew. It. Send it over. That'll be your first viral video, Drew. Yeah, dude. And if you did it uncensored, think of how much money it can make on OnlyFans. Yeah. And and you could video yourself in the cold plunge. Yeah, uh, forget that plunge. peeing off the bike thing, dude. Yeah, you, you could, could have you a crossover. Could... Does peeing? How do you pee in the cold plunge? <laughs> Does peeing in the cold plunge warm the temperature of the water too much to make it effective? <laughs> There's probably all kinds of skin benefits too. Probably. Yeah. All right, we got a question for uh, Dizzle here. Uh, oh, if we if we got in a time machine and brought uh, drop bar mountain bike granddaddy John Tomac to 2023 with his disc wheel Yeti, would he be faster than Dylan mm. on his modern drop bar bike? This guy obviously doesn't know who I am because I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't That's why. for you, but I figured if someone's asking, would uh, someone from yeah. the, the 1990s on a drop bar mountain bike with a disc wheel be faster yeah. than Dylan? I feel like yes. you have an answer for that. No, nah, I don't really care. Are you kidding me? Dude, Tomac would smoke Dylan. So, look, Tomac's I... way more talented. I, so Seriously. I agree. I agree that Tomac is <laughs> a, is a is way more talented than I am. But it's not saying if, much, though. I will say that uh, <laughs> taking somebody, it, if we if we didn't give him a modern bike or modern training or modern or a modern mindset, taking somebody from the 1990s and putting them up against somebody from 2023 or 2024, it, it wouldn't be close. Look at the Leadville times from when the race first. I started. knew you were gonna. Pull, I knew you were gonna say that. So I'm, I'm looking them up. 
Dude, like the the lead. I don't even think Leadville was happening in the nineties. Maybe I'm wrong. Was it happening in the nineties? Maybe the first one uh, was ninety nine or ninety eight. Yeah, maybe. Look up the first Leadville, like nineteen ninety eight um, or something. This is this is how I'm going to prove that I would beat John Tomac. Hold on. Um, so right, this is interesting. A, there's a PDF that has the every all the Leadville finish times through 2015. So uh, we'll have to use our own knowledge from more what? recent ones but just yeah, look up I don't know why 19, I stopped at 2015 hold on 1998 leadville results probably in a library somewhere dave ween won we... in 2006 at seven hours and 13 minutes 2003 Bryson i, I Perry found won i found 9, I, dude i, sh- I found 1998 i found Mike 1998 Hulk, in two Hulk seconds one in 1996 and 722 Okay. Damn, that's still fast, dude. Nineteen. So nineteen ninety eight was actually slower. It was seven forty. So I dude, beat Mike that. Hulk po- won two years in a row, man. He won in or no wait, he won in ninety nine too. Man, this dude was a stud. He won like three yeah, I times. I don't know who Mike Volk is, but he yeah. So He's look, legend. This is this is what I'm trying to say. I beat that by an hour, a full hour. <laughs> yeah, now, I. They, they, they didn't know that it was possible to go sub six hours that's, back then. Yeah, but that, that's part of my argument. I'm saying if we're transporting John Tomac with his 1990s bike, with his 1990s fitness, with his <laughs> 1990s mindset, he's not beating me. But what if you transfer him with his fitness but give but him But does he the get to race against you bike? or are we talking like a time trial? Like you guys just go out and do the fastest time and compare your times. I think he'd have to be what I'm time saying is like if, he, if he's new. if he's going head to head against you and he he sees what you're doing, he's gonna freaking eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> now now I think that if you if you took John Tomac and put him on a modern bike with a modern mindset and everything is modern, I think he would beat me, no question. He's just a more talented rider than I am. But I, I think if you if he gets in a time machine with his bike and I have to race him as his 1990s self, I, I, I think I'm beating him. What if we time machine you back to the 90s and you had to ride his bike? I guess that's the same scenario, isn't it? What? He was well, still, he well then, still I'm, sm- then I'm he also still on an inferior bike. He would still smoke you. Yeah. If it's, what if, if, if it's an even playing field, Tomac, Tomac wins. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, we're debating the difference between technologies and well, I, it's not just technology. I think it's also the difference in probably training and nutrition sure. and yeah. mindset and all, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to a couple of, uh, so Rona McLaughlin does uh, the performance process, which is like a, if you subscribe to the Escape Collective um, website, basically, or, or mm. publication, you can get it for collective. free so it's if listeners you do, only if you put collective on the end of anything it sounds so cool or it project does. the does. ignition project or the ignition collective oh, oh dude we gosh. should just look how that sounds, so, 2024. that sounds so good the ignition collective <laughs> the bonk bros collective drew we, <gasps> we can we can we can, we can insert collective into our training camp that we were talking about dude you should change That's your something. youtube to uh the, the Dizzle, Dizzle Collective. Collective Project. <laughs> the Dizzle Collective Project. Whoa. Mind blown. I'm literally well, going to change Dizzle it to that. Collective. <laughs> Project Dizzle Collective. Can I? I'm going to do Dizzle that Dizzle Collects Project pro- Projectives. <laughs> Collecting Dizzle Projects. Uh, Wait, what? Anyways, what? They, were, they were doing like um, 
there was two different episodes. One was with uh, Ben Healy's coach that I was listening to. Uh, the other was with a guy where they were actually like uh, who works for Swiss side and they were actually walking the pits talking about how they were. It was kind of fun because they were talking shit about which uh, teams were it were like getting arrow benefits and which teams were not uh, like walking past their equipment and, and talking shit about it. Um, but they, in both of those, they were kind of talking about like technology and how, you know, everybody points to like, Oh, well the times are getting so much faster on this, that, and the other. And like the point that they made in both those podcasts was like, yeah, well, like if you look at the technology and the training and like whatever, like the fact that people eat not 120, grams of carbohydrate per hour now is like yeah that's a performance benefit versus dude. back in the 90s it was probably 30 grams per hour because everyone was concerned about getting <laughs> fat, and they were still you know? snorting cocaine yeah exactly, exactly. Dude. exactly. they were on dude, steel for, steel dude, frame Dylan, what was your what was your finish time this year 626 dude you beat lance i know <laughs> i know i beat lance hey Dan, Man, dude, you, you you could be <laughs> yeah, like dude. You could you or could be Armstrong. like seven time Armstrong tour winner right now. <laughs> well, that was back like in his heyday too. Two time, dude. When you don't do even it? honestly, man. You don't even have to go that far back in the results for my time this year to be on the podium. Like we're talking about four years or something. I'm looking at the all time results. Okay, through 2015, seven twenty or six twenty six would have put you top fifteen. Now it's probably like top one hundred, but. Um, in the amateur yeah, category, Lance Lance went six twenty eight when he won in two thousand nine. Yeah, so you're trying to tell me if yeah. you were in the same exact course as Lance with his freaking give him the nineteen nineties mountain bike, you still think you would be, beat Lance Armstrong? Yeah, yes, on a nineteen nineties bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if am I on my bike from two thousand twenty three? Yes, you could be on whatever bike you want. Okay, if Lance is on a 1990s bike and I'm on a bike from 2023, yeah, I think I'm beating Lance. I beat so you're Lance trying to tell me in like real life, not not hypothetical. Like what what form is Lance in? Is Lance in like 1999 Tour de France form his, or his two? Take his 2009. Yeah, dude, if his 2009 form with a 1990s bike and me with a 2023 bike, I'm beating him. I mean the the only reason that maybe I could see that happening is. He, his bike would probably break and he wouldn't know how to fix it. <laughs> that happened in, in 2009, I think, actually. I, think I know, he, got he a rode flat. the last, like, 10 miles on a flat tire. So he probably would have beat me, actually, if he didn't get that 100% he would have beat you. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't matter because he, he freaking won by half an hour anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like, if these guys were chasing you down, they wouldn't even be chasing you, dude. They, you, you'd be so far in their dust, man. All right. All right, you make a fair point, but a 1990s. I think a night. I actually think you're underestimating how much slower a 1990s bike is. They are pretty bad. What's that noise in the background? It's vacuuming. Nina decided are you to vacuum serious? right we now. We gotta cut this off now. We're done. I got a meeting. Should, in three should, minutes anyways. Should, should we end? Should we end the podcast? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna well, have to put note. like. I'm gonna have to overlay this with the with the uh, outro music so that people don't hear it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for thanks for queuing up those questions, Tyler. Yeah, no problem. We still got more. <laughs> yeah, we do. We got like a hundred more. <laughs> but we are well on our way. Okay, see you guys. Later. See you. Deuces.